Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. What's going on, family? It's your man Gerard Bonner of Bonner Fide Radio, and this is On Course with Hart Ramsey. We call these sessions... Heart to Heart is where we have a fantastic conversation with Hart Ramsey, and we kind of pick his brain and hear from his heart and all those cool things. So Pastor Hart is with us. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Gerard? I am great. So it's kind of a weird day because, you know, December has seen a month of runoff elections. Last week, it was an election in about well, probably about 10 other states, which included Georgia and Atlanta elected a new mayor. And that race was very, very, very close. And right now in your native Alabama, uh, there is an election going on that the nation has been talking about involving Senator Roy, well, not Senator Lord, I don't mean to say that, but <laughs> it's for the senator's race, oh my Lord, involving uh, Roy Moore and Doug Jones. And it's been a hotly contested situation because of these allegations of sexual misconduct. Now, we've kind of seen from outside of Alabama what the temperature looks like, but it's voting day there in Atlanta or Atlanta, Alabama. What's the temperature like there of, of the people? How are people feeling? You know, the weirdest part about this whole thing, Gerard, is that um, you would think that if you were here, it would be hostile. There'll be there'll be, you know, the tension is thick enough to cut with a knife. But re- it really isn't. The weird thing about this new um, version of racism and supremacy mindset is that it, it's almost it's just the weirdest thing. You would never tell it if you were not on social media or watching the news. Wow. People are so, for the most part, I'm saying for the most part, people are cordial and nice, and but but the, but their feelings and their opinions run deep. I'm talking about about civil war deep. Wow. Um, and so here, um, the the notion is the notion is uh, we we can't afford a Roy Moore in. The Senate. We can't afford the Roy Moore. The biggest problem, though, and 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 taking a page out of Atlanta's um, election last week was Atlanta has what over three million people, right? Um, but only there are only six hundred thousand registered voters, mm. and Atlanta's mayoral election was determined by less than a hundred thousand votes. True. That speaks. And it speaks because because although people are, are on social media um, venting their opinions and saying what they think and, and commenting on news stories and all the stuff that, that uh, President 45 is doing, the problem is is that they, they, so, for some strange reason, they still feel like they're powerless to go out and be heard. Hmm. And, and I think here's what, what I'm thinking is where it's coming from. I'm just speaking from a civic standpoint. Where it's coming from is that people looked at the presidential election and thought to themselves, um, I voted. I did not vote for the sitting president. Right. That's what people are saying. Um, he lost the popular vote by almost three million votes. Right. 
And yet here he is sitting in the White House, stinking up the entire world. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so it gives the impression that the electoral college is is more important than the than the individual vote, and it, it and, and because of the way things are structured, it is. But they're taking that mindset into into on local voting and and um important seats like like city council and and mayor and and uh, school board. And, and, and governor and senator, th- these these things are, are important on a local level, and they're just backsliding on it. Right, right. So um, a lot of us voted. Uh, we we are holding hopes up, and um, the the might the the, now the, pow- the powerful and positive thing is is that both black and white have, have come together and said, you know what, we can't afford a Roy Moore. And now, now um, this is we're having this conversation. Um, for those of you who are listening early in the day, so by the time you're hearing it, we've already had the conversation, but I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you this. We we will get a shocking surprise tonight. Mm-hmm. And I say shocking. Either we're going to be shocked that although all these women came out and said all these things about him and all the, the things he has said, these egregious things about about um, the 1965 Voters, Voting Rights Act being being a horrible thing, mm-hmm. and I paraphrase that, or, or that America was great when slavery was the, the norm in the land, we will. I think we may be shocked at that he does win, or we may be so shocked at how badly he loses. Mm-hmm. 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 Because what I believe, I believe that if the people go to the polls today, he's not going to. It's not going to even be close. Wow, wow! It, it's so interesting looking at this because as you were talking about it, I was thinking about the same feeling we had. Uh, roughly a year ago when we went to the polls thinking, well, there's no way Donald Trump will win. You know, all of the media said that uh, he was going to lose by a large majority. And, you know, even though the popular vote uh, was three million plus in Hillary's favor, that meant there were still 50 some odd million people that voted for Donald Trump. Right. And so it gets a little scary in a state that was pro-Trump like Alabama. Um, right. And so it's it's very concerning to see how this happens. And and I guess what else concerns me is not being able to really predict what will really happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I'm telling you, you know, Roy Moore was uh, campaigning. Last night, just about 15 minutes from where we are in Dothan. Wow. And he was in Midland City at a barn. He's real. They're real. It's a rural mentality, real country. They are appealing to people um, who believe that anything that's that's uh, modern or civilized or beyond their level of living is a deception. It's a trick. And they're actually deceiving their own people. The people that believe in them are being greatly deceived into thinking that they're the good guys and the rest of the world are the bad guys. Mm. And, and so, um, um, you know, we're, we're watching this. And, and let me let me go. I, I, let me give you some history real quickly about Roy Moore. I, I, I was telling my church on Sunday that I spent about eight hours with um, Judge Roy Moore back in the day. Okay. And when I said that, everybody looked at me real strange and I said, no, it was a legal thing. And then they were really, really concerned. Mm-hmm. No, I was not in trouble. It's just, <laughs> um, you know, we hired a builder some years ago to build a property for us and they did a horrible job. And when we asked them to fix it, they refused to. So we were forced to sue them. Okay. And when we sued them, um, the church uh, brought a lawsuit against them and um, we were forced to arbitrate uh, uh, the, the, uh, the outcome and George, um, Judge Roy Moore was assigned to the case and so he came in nice enough guy spent time with him he was in um, back then he was in a legal battle for having the um, 
he violated some rule with the Ten Commandments. They told him to take him down. He Oh, he was, yeah, that was him. Okay. Right. So he was going through that Ten Commandment thing, and I was talking with him. He's What he is, this is interesting enough, he is a religious, he's a religious political guy. In other words, mm. um, um, he's not, not, don't get that confused with he's a Christian. Right. Right. He's one of those guys that that um what I call there's a word for it that, that escapes me, but but he's actually married to the way things used to be. He he's a nostalgic. He's into mm-hmm. he's into you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. he's, he's he's against the, the changing of anything. Mm-hmm. Not not because it's it was right. Um he's he, for example, a lot of the things that he's that he um he supports and, and espouses, these things are really, really good things. But then he also holds on to the old things like a woman should be in her place and, mm. and blacks and whites are not equal and, and and this is a big issue here in Alabama that's crazy. There are a lot of uh, uh Christians down here who are fighting their pastors to put the flag, the American flag in the sanctuary next to the Christian flag and beside the cross. What? Yes, sir. It's a huge thing that's happening here. They they, they call themselves patriots, and and that a, that's a whole for another whole uh, uh, conversation, Gerard. But mm-hmm. what we're seeing in, in the nation today is a, is a big um, push to take America back to the time when they felt like um the, the, that the white race had control of the nation's uh, progress and future. They don't believe that diversity is is the answer to anything. Right, right. So what is it? So, oh, go ahead. Good, good. No, no, I, I, I was saying this. The last thing is that, is, and so for those of us, when I told my congregation on Sunday, it was the first time I believe ever, even when Donald Trump was running for president, I didn't do this. But I stood up, I told him the story, I said, hey, I, I, I know Roy Moore. He, I, I, I spent a day with him. He's a very, he seems to be a very nice enough guy, interesting guy. I said, but based on the statements, that's the, here's what I said, in our country, you are innocent until proven guilty. So although all these people come out and accuse you, an accusation is not a conviction. Right. So so, if, so I say if we throw out the fact that, that what, nine women mm-hmm. uh, collaborated to, uh, uh, and said that he did what he did and that he was in his 30s dating 14-year-old girls, which is sick. Sick. Just, just absolutely in, in, insane. If we throw that out, and all we did was was take what he said, his mindset about the Voting Rights Act, his mindset about America being great um, during the slavery times. That's enough to disqualify him. And I told them, mm-hmm. don't be stupid and go out there and, and, and follow this craziness about voting the Bible. The Bible is not on the ballot. Right. And I said, and, and I wonder, I reminded them that God is a king. A king is not elected. He sits sovereignly on the throne. And so I told him, I said, no, don't be duped into, into uh, voting Christian values. Christian values are not on the ballot. Right. What's, what's on the ballot uh, um, are two men who stand for two completely different things. And without saying vote for Doug, uh, uh, for Doug Jones, I basically told him, you cannot vote for Roy Moore. Mm-hmm. Although he's, in my mind, he's a nice enough guy. He has some deep-seated, deep-rooted issues that he has not owned that 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 would would not bode well for us in uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump wants him there because he thinks just like Donald Trump. Right. Right. And for those of you who are listening, and this is turning you off, and I'm sorry, but you know it's real and it's true. And the church is a pillar and ground of the truth. And and God did not call us to lie to to um, soothe or satisfy you. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's my that's my that's my piece right there. So so I've got to ask this because there are a couple of things that are, are very concerning. For one, of course, you mentioned the nine or so uh, women who have come out with allegations against Roy Moore, um, talking about sexual misconduct and all sorts of things. As of right now, there are somewhere around nineteen women who have come <laughs> out against uh, the current president of the United States, and you have him and his crew denying it forcefully. Then to me, which is so egregious, you have Roy Moore, who makes one of his uh, last campaign stops, an interview with a 12-year-old girl. And I'm just kind of going, is this... Yeah, I mean, t- to me, it's it's almost so in your face yeah. that it's just like, how dare we... What does this say about the state of our country when... You know, between yesterday and today, there were robocalls going out from the president supporting Roy Moore. Meanwhile, uh, you know, President Obama and Vice President Biden have had to come out to kind of stamp and stump for Doug Jones. Yeah. What's happening here? Well, you know, what was ha- what's really happening is this is this a, it's a war of, of um, ideology and culture and philosophy and um the church, but this is a part, this is what's scary as as it relates to what's happening. What's happening is that the church was bought. The church was bought. Mm. The evangelical Christian community was bought off by the Republican Party, and the Republican Party has now is now calling in the calling in the chips. And so and so, um, the people that should be standing up and saying God forbid mm-hmm. are saying nothing, and so they're doing whatever it takes to win. Um um. Roy Moore has admitted nothing. The president has admitted nothing. And 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 I'm going to tell you this right now. Now, I've been falsely accused before. Mm-hmm. I've been falsely accused. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that some of the accusations may be false. But 19? Right. That's a now, lot. I, that's a lot. And, 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 and then to me, uh, these women, when you, when you watch interviews with, especially the, the ones that, that um, came out against the president, when you watch them, they're not people who are looking like they have something to gain. Right. They don't look comfortable in the spotlight. It's not something they're doing because they want fame. These are not extroverts seeking um, uh, um, attention, you know, right. exhibitionists. No, these these are people who who, who um, are really terrified at the at the reality that we have have kind of pushed morals aside and and right and wrong for the sake of an agenda that really only a few people are in on. Mm. You know, and and I think that as we as we look at what's happening, even with the Roy Moore situation, he's getting bad advice. That that little interview with that that girl that was horrible. It, well, but they were tr- they're trying to show is the, the the optic, um, the the desired optic was for people to look at him in the presence of this child and to show the child is not terrified and he's not turned on. Mm-hmm. It was a sick attempt at trying to erase, um, the the, the allegations against him. It, it was just horrible. Right. Uh, to me, to me, what what they have worse than than um, the candidates themselves being just horrible representations of what government should be, or the the people advising them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who's your publicist? I mean, come on. It's 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 crazy. I mean, I don't know that anybody would advise you know for someone to do something that blatant, you know, in the in the light of those kinds of allegations. It's it's quite scary. And you know, we we touched on this a little bit before, but it's such an interesting climate right now um, when you're looking at 
the entertainment side of things and every day there seems to be someone new that's named with uh you know being accused of sexual misconduct they are dropping like flies you know uh even in the senate and the house of representatives many of them are being asked to resign the president now is being asked to resign but how is it that him and roy moore seem to get I don't want to call it a pass, but they seem to be emboldened to do more of what they're doing while it seems like everybody else is bowing out and bowing out fast. Well, you know, I think what is happening is that you have two different schools of thought. One is um, the, the the church, and I say the church, and I say that really with tongue-in-cheek because I'm speaking specifically about evangelicals, mm-hmm. the Republican branch of Christianity, uh, where their mentality is is – Regardless of what kind of people we put up to run or set in office, what matters is not the character of the man, it's the will of God. They are convinced that the will of God is for them to do whatever is necessary and to run whoever is possible just to stand against. And the main issue that they're they're touting is abortion. Wow. So so and, and so, you know, who can argue with the fact of the of the horrible, horrible uh, idea of late term abortion? Sure. We all agree that that I don't care. If you, I mean, if you're going to say uh, or have an abortion, I mean, late term abortion, we all agree. Mm-hmm. That, you know, come on. I mean, we, we, no one no one argues uh, uh, against it until they see it. Right. Right. The people who are who argue for it has never seen a late what late term abortion looks like, mm-hmm. and so they're using this to justify lowering and, and actually removing their standards. Right. That's, this is the reality, and there's so much to be said about the Gerard in terms of right and wrong. I, this I want to make this statement because it's, it's, I think it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. What we have here is the church has to see itself as a city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. Mm -hmm. We are called to be salt and light. We are different. We are the kingdom of God. That's what he calls us. We, okay. On our left, we have, we have, uh, this, this, um, what I call, I don't want to use the term convergence because I've I've used that word a lot lately, but really we have an amalgamation of compassion and immorality. Mm. That's what the, the people who are loving the most are actually are, are fostering and promoting uh, um, an immoral uh, or community style of, uh, style of living. And I'm not going to speak to that. I'm just going to say that there's certain things that, that when I say immoral, I mean without standards. They're saying, if you feel it, do it. That's on the left side. On the right side, the amalgamation is between religion and every form of bigotry. Mm. So when you when you stand from where we stand, really none of them, neither none of them are right. Right. The, the, I mean, it, the, what you have is you have God's way, and then you have the, the bigots on the on on the right, and 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 those who are, who are foster immorality on the left. But they each have a good part per se. On on the one side, you have compassion. They have great on the left. They have great compassion for people, all kinds of people, and, and this uh, acceptance on the on the right. It's like they, they believe in the Bible and the right of the church. And to some degree, they're both right, mm. and they're both wow. and they're both wrong. In in the case that we're we're talking about now with the Roy Moore and, and, and the Trump situation. What's wrong about this is not what I'm not. Listen, I may agree with your what, but your how and your why are wrong. Yeah. And in these cases, your who is wrong. Mm hmm. 
because you cannot put up you can't put up uh, immoral men to fight or to argue for morality stay tuned for more of today's teaching with pastor Hart Ramsey Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person, he's a real person, and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Hart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786 and daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Heart Ramsey. Yeah, so so I'm wondering about this because I remember Gosh, I remember as a child in the 80s hearing my parents talk about voting. And as we moved from the 80s into the 90s, you know, when they would start explaining certain things to me, and then I would hear, you know, this whole thing about, well, you know, there's abortion. And well, yes. there's this. And as we moved into this decade, the big uh, the, the big buzzword for kind of Christians was not just it was abortion and gay marriage right and I'm sitting here wondering how it is in 2017 with all the technological advances that have happened with all of the ways in which we do things why is it that the buzzwords for Christians when it comes to elections seems to still be the same why haven't we moved to a place where we're able to say uh, where we're able to see, for instance, the egregious nature of these men, regardless of what it is that they believe in. And yet we say, we're, why is that? Why have we not moved forward? I, I, you know, that's a good question. And I wish I had the answer to it. I, I'll just say this. I'll just say the church's problems are deeper than than our, our politics. Mm. The church, the problem of it, the problems that the church faces, number one, let's be honest, Gerard, the church is divided. The church is still racist. Whenever yeah. racism gets in trouble, it comes back to church. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the problems that the world is experiencing, um, the church is experiencing too. Um, we are afraid. We have the best message in the world and the worst methods. Wow. Um, we do. Uh, and and, and the, the reality is is that we've, we've put ourselves in a position where where we think that because Jesus saved us, that it makes us better than the world. The only difference between us and the people in the world is that we believe the gospel. Wow. 
We believe the gospel. And because of that, it um, the Bible says that we have eternal life and God has, has uh, given us the right to be called the sons of God. We adopted into the family of God. And now we're in the process of sanctification where the Holy Spirit is producing in us the character of Christ day by day. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, we're not better than anybody else. The difference between us. Listen, Jesus didn't just die for the church. He died for the world. Right. The entire world. So our sins are forgiven as are theirs. The only difference between us and them is we've accepted it and they have rejected it. Wow. And our job is not to judge them. Our job, the matter of fact, the Bible blatantly says that we're not called to make to pass judgment on the world. Mm-hmm. According to First Corinthians five, if we're going to pass judgment, we pass judgment on each other. Right. That's what the Bible says. And, and actually, the judgment begins. Because the Bible says our first judgment is to judge ourselves to make sure we're not a stumbling block in our brother's way. That's right. That's the first judgment. And then what we do with the world is understanding that we are them. We, we, we're just saved. We didn't, we don't, we're not des- deserving of what all Christ did for us. Our job is to love them to, to wholeness, is love them to Christ. And uh, evangelism is me coming, telling you, hey, I, I am you except for the fact I believe the gospel and Jesus saved me. And, and, and what, what, the church, what happens with the church is we're still freaked out that sinners sin. <laughs> right, right. Sin- you know, and here's why, because the deception is we think we think that people are sinners because they sin, because they sin. We don't realize that they sin because they're sinners. Uh-huh. Let us sink in for a minute because yeah. you get it confused. Yeah. You know, we, 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 well, you know, are you sinning? That makes you a sinner. No, I'm a, I sin because I'm a sinner. That's, mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. And, and when, once the church gets that right and understand that our job is not to judge them for it, our job is to is to is to show them the, the, that Christ is a better way. As this relates to politics, now what we when we take a person that that um, and let me tell you the problem with Roy Moore. This is it, it important for everyone to understand. People believe that because he speaks Christ, hmm. that he follows Christ. Hmm. Mm. So he's saying all the right things. Now, now, someone, someone, I saw someone write, Gerard, uh, they post on social media, here's what they said. They said, um, they believe that, 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 um, that even if that's what he did um, 30 years ago, he's a different man now, he stands for the things of God. Let's examine that. Oh, wow. Paul said, in his, in, when, when the Apostle Paul was giving his own testimony, he says, I am the chief of sinners <laughs> mm-hmm. because I persecuted the church. He said, I'm the least of all the apostles. Because I persecuted the church. He never denied the fact that he persecuted the church mm-hmm. before he got saved. He said, I'm different now. Um, the Lord, he said, the Lord saved me. The problem with people saying that that's who Roy Moore was, but that's not who he is, is that he never owned it. Right. Right. As, as a matter of fact, what he's doing, he's calling the women who call him out liars. That in itself says to me that you don't trust the fact of God, that, if, that God saved you if he really did. Mm-mm-mm. Is this making sense? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. I was speaking with a friend of mine, and he was telling me, uh, uh, matter of fact, you know, in B. Jeffrey Grant, he was telling me uh, he came to our watch night service last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and what was interesting is that I was very very sick. I, I I went to New York and come back to for watch night and caught a bad cold, and I was just horribly sick. But I, I pressed my way because I felt I had a, a pertinent word to deliver, and I I don't remember anything I said that night. I just know everyone that. Everyone that attended said it was a very prophetic night. It was. And and he reminded me, and here's what he said. He said, last year you prophesied and said that 2017 will hold great exposure. He said, you said that God is going to pull the covers off a lot of people and a lot of things in 2017. 
Mm-hmm. I don't remember saying it. You did say that. I remember that. What was it? was crazy. And he said, he said, as the as the exposures start happening back to back, he said, I turned to my wife and told her, Pastor prophesied this. Watch night. Mm-hmm. And, and and even you know, who could have imagined? Right. Who could have imagined? And a lot of people that were that got exposed. These were, these were not people we we particularly disliked. Right. These were people that we we looked up to. This was, I mean, it, it, especially and, and and the target seemed to be politics and the media. Yes. I'm I'm here to say that that I believe God is watching this most more closely than we think, and and uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, in the couple hours, the pe- by the time the people are really listening to this and getting to the into the heart of what we're talking about, mm-hmm. the election will be either called or it will be close to be, being called, and we will know what what happened. But I know this one thing: the world is watching Alabama. Yes. Um, the civil a letter from Alabama started the secession of certain states from the union that led to the civil war. Wow. Alabama led the civil war. It was a letter from Alabama or uh, a, a movement in, in Alabama, Montgomery to be specific that started the civil rights movement. It was a, bo- a bus boycott. Mm. It has been prophesied that as, as Alabama goes, so goes the South and the South, it, um, what is housed in, in the Southern United States is the roots of our division. The southern United States, the tree grows all the way through the United States, but the root of that tree grow it's 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 in it's in the south, specifically in Alabama and specifically in Montgomery. Wow. You do the history, you'll see. It, it's a hotbed. One of the one of the, the poorest um, right next to Montgomery County is, is uh, um, Lawrence County, like the black belt part of Alabama. And 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 it's the richest soil, but the poorest people. Wow. There is great, there is great offense before God in this state. And today is a significant day, December the 12th, 2017, because on this day, the people of Alabama have a choice because God gave us a, he made it so clear. Right. Doug Jones, when you look at Doug Jones, I don't know him personally, but what I do know about him is he is as middle of the road and as fair as you can find them. Right. His track record is, is, I mean, Judge Roy Moore does not hold a candle as far as track record and resumes concerned. He mm. doesn't. Wow. And if Alabama elects him, it speaks to the fact, you know what you mind is it's like, it's like 40 more years in the wilderness. My goodness. That's just what it's, that's how, that's how much is on the line. And and the world is watching and, and people are up. I mean, we've received calls and letters from all around. Do you know that um, there's, there are movie stars and, 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 and prominent um, people in athletics who are on these calls. We, we're getting calls and texts to our phones from people around the world um, stumping for Doug Jones, Doug Jones saying, do not miss this opportunity, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Don't miss this opportunity. And what has to happen in my mind, Gerard, I'm going to give you my, I'm going to act as a pundit real quickly. Okay. I'll share with someone this morning that I believe that in order for Doug Jones to win, he has to carry Huntsville. He has to carry Birmingham. Mm-hmm. He has to carry Montgomery and he has to carry Mobile. Do you know how hard that is to wow. carry? And here's why. Because those are the four major, um, um, the four major, are populated places in Alabama. Uh, other than that, Alabama, the rural Alabama is what's going to come out to vote, and that's that's Trump territory. Right, right. Um, the people, the the, the, the lesser educated, the, the um, the people who have really, really taken a beating, mm-hmm. um, 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 
that, that have really taken a beating economically and they feel like that their whiteness is being denied or the privilege of their whiteness is being denied them and and they've been told that that um, um, just like Hitler told the people of Germany, the Jews are your enemy. They've been told that the Mexicans and the blacks and the, the uh, and the Jews and they've been told these people are the enemies, and they believe it. Mm. They believe it. So, so my prayer today, my prayer for all of us, is is that um, by the grace of God, even those people who who label themselves Republicans, who claim to be evangelical will say, man, I'm drawing the line here today. I, I can't be a part of this anymore. Yeah. 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 That, that's my hope as well. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to watch. You know, I, I feel almost the level of angst that I did on Election Day 2016 um, with just how important this particular election is. So certainly those in Alabama, let's hope that everyone is choosing and choosing well. And uh, the days ahead are going to be very, very interesting to say the least. Well, I know you guys have enjoyed what we've shared today. Certainly, we want to hear your thoughts. And um, yeah, what do you think of all this stuff that we talked about today? So uh, reach out to us by way of social media. Use the hashtag heart to heart. That's H-A-R-T, the number two, H-E-A-R-T, or the hashtag on course. And we would love to hear your comments. And we may even uh, reflect some of them in a future episode of the podcast. In the meantime, be sure to rate, subscribe, and Download our podcast, share it with a friend, and join us next time as we get on course with Heart Ramsey.